Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to Westchester Talk Radio. WestchesterTalkRadio.com, produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that's service built by Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard by White Plains Hospital, by Michael Labriola Landscape Design and Construction of Armonk and by Tompkins Mayor Pack Bank. What's happening in the lower Hudson Valley is our show, and we are joined by Scott Richmond. Scott Richmond is the New York and New Jersey Regional Director of the Anti-Defamation League, ADL. Scott Richmond, welcome back to Westchester Talk Radio. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays to you and yours. Let's begin by having you talk about the importance of Hanukkah in the Jewish faith. Uh, first of all, John, thanks so much. It's always a, a great pleasure to uh, to join you and, and Westchester Talk Radio. Uh, as a Westchester resident, I, I always feel uh, great about uh, about uh, being on your show. Uh, so Hanukkah, you know, Hanukkah is a uh, is a holiday. It's not it's not the most important holiday on the Jewish calendar, but it is uh, a holiday, and it's it's become uh, quite festive. Its its origins are in a story of of the Jewish people uh, defying uh, the majority culture that that wanted them to assimilate. Uh, and standing strong, standing strong for what they believe in, um, and holding to their uh, to their traditions. Uh, so it is it is a holiday that's that's become about uh, about that, um, but also about light uh, in the face of darkness um, and the symbolism of the menorah and lighting the the candles one more each night. It, you know the the menorah gets brighter. We bring more light to the world, especially at this time of year when uh, we're we're in the uh, the darkest period of the year, uh, at least in terms of the uh, uh, the sun. Uh, so uh, you know that's that's a bit of it. Um, and uh, uh, you know this week we have our our shine a light campaign. I'm I'm happy to get into that, but that's that's a piece of uh, of what's happening with Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. In the Richmond household, what happens on the eight nights of Hanukkah? What's it like? Uh, so uh, we we light candles. Uh, we eat latkes. Latkes are uh, sort of potato pancakes. There's a tradition of making foods that are cooked in oil uh, because the the concept of the holiday uh, or one of the one of the aspects of the holiday was that the temple was rededicated. Uh, so as part of um, uh, as part of this idea that the Jews uh, kept to their traditions and, and defied the 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 those who wanted to uh, to snuff out Judaism, uh, they were able to return to their temple. This was the place that they brought sacrifices to. This was the way that they they prayed in ancient times, and they rededicated the temple. And in rededicating the temple, they took their candelabra. And um, there was only enough oil. That's the the way the the tradition goes. There's only enough oil to light for one day, um, but they made it last for uh, for the for eight days, which is why we light candles for eight days, and we eat foods that are cooked in oil. Uh, also, as a nod to that, uh, so that's generally what we do. We get together with friends. Uh, when my kids were younger, 
we would um, have lots of lots of kids in the house. Now they're they're older and out of the house. Uh, but but we get together with friends. Sometimes we uh, we sing Hanukkah songs after we light the candles. But that's about it. Mm -hmm. Now you alluded to this. You were part of the National Shine a Light campaign. It came to New York City a few nights ago, and you were right right up there on the dais, right in the middle of the whole presentation with a variety of area public officials, including Governor Kathy Hochul and New York City Mayor-elect Eric Adams. And this took place in Times Square. Yeah, so Shine a Light is a much broader campaign than just New York, but I, I'll, I'll talk about New York in a second. Shine a Light campaign was actually um, the vision of, uh, of a few people. It's grown into a coalition of 60 organizations, Jewish and non-Jewish, and it was really in the wake of the rise of anti-Semitism uh, that we saw this summer. And they, uh, this group wanted to do something about that, wanted people to speak out. And they came up with this concept that we should shine a light, uh, which is obviously connected to the story of Hanukkah, during the week of Hanukkah, shine a light on anti-Semitism. ADL believes deeply, has always believed deeply, that part of the way to fight extremism fight bigotry, fight hate, is to shine a light on it, literally, uh, let people know about it. In the 1950s, this is such a, a good example of this. In the 1950s, ADL was part of the campaign to demask the Ku Klux Klan. So there were laws that had been introduced in the South saying that you couldn't wear masks. And we were part of, the, of, of a group that really pushed for this demasking, literally exposing the members of the Ku Klux Klan. And those laws were implemented and it led to, uh, to the demise of, uh, of the Ku Klux Klan because they couldn't stand the light of day. Uh, so, you know, shining a light on anti-Semitism becomes a, a way to, um, to fight it. So the concept is for the week of Hanukkah, um, there would be all different ways to shine a light on anti-Semitism. One of those is by asking companies, companies to speak out. Companies like YouTube, like Turner Construction, like Bank of America, like L'Oreal, who stood up and said, this week of Hanukkah, we're going to talk about anti-Semitism. We're going to, uh, uh, within our company uh, and using our, our uh, bully pulpit, we're going to say something about it. Uh, we're reaching out to elected officials uh, and other leaders. So if you see on our Twitter feed, ADL New York, New Jersey this week, there are all sorts of videos. Cardinal Dolan did a video about uh, how terrible anti-Semitism is. Uh, we have Chuck Schumer who did a video. Uh, the uh, commissioner of the New York uh, Police Department, uh, State uh, Senator Shelley Mayer here from Westchester. A lot of different videos coming out. Eric Gonzalez, the, the Brooklyn DA, uh, Melinda Katz, the Queens DA. Uh, so we have many videos of, of important leaders using their bully pulpit and speaking out. Uh, we are pressing schools to, uh, to do anti-Semitism programming in the schools, whether that's Holocaust studies uh, or our new program. Our new program is called BINA, uh, which uh, BINA uh, is a, a program which introduces non-Jews to the Jewish community, to the history of the Jews, to the history of anti-Semitism. It's, it's a one-hour course that uh, is for 9 through 12, ninth grade through 12th grade, uh, that a teacher can do in one session because it's just an hour. Uh, and it's, it's digital. So they, they are sent this and they, they go through it with their class. 
Uh, and that's a great way to combat anti-Semitism, really. Uh, education is, uh, is so important. And then a, a, uh, another aspect of this is a series of live events. So on Monday, we had an event in Times Square, and there are events going on all across the country in, in, uh, in major cities. Uh, and we have another one tomorrow in, uh, in New Jersey, in Jersey City. Uh, the event on Monday was was really a wonderful event. It was in the place where we shine a light the most in New York City, Times Square, you know, all, all lit up. And we had a big soundstage there. And uh, in addition to the governor, uh, the attorney general, um, Tish James, we had uh, Mayor de Blasio, and there were amazing musical acts. Uh, so there were the Maccabees. Uh, there was David Broza, the famous Israeli musician, and Matis Yahu. Matis Yahu was a surprise guest, and he really he brought down the house singing one day, you know, one day we'll, we'll end this hate. It was really a, a perfect, perfect song. So uh, a beautiful event and a beautiful way to begin uh, Hanukkah. And as I say, tomorrow, there'll be uh, uh, today's Wednesday. Uh, so tomorrow, Thursday, December 2nd, there will be a big event in Jersey City. And that event in Jersey City will feature uh, Governor Murphy, uh, as well as Attorney General Brock speaking. Happens to be the two-year anniversary of the horrific shooting at the kosher supermarket in Jersey City. Right. So mm -hmm. we will commemorate that as well. Uh, obviously, the um, one of the worst examples of, uh, of anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. Where in Jersey City will the event take place? On the steps of City Hall. You can't miss it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, right down Central Jersey City. The event to you, the shooting two years ago, if I remember right, took place on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, correct, in Jersey City? Uh, it could be. Actually, I'm, I, I'm not sure, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mayor Fulop will be there, of course. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Mayor of Jersey City. Mm -hmm. Stephen Fulop, correct? Correct. Yep, yep. Hatred begins at home. That's what many say. Is that correct? Hatred begins when you're a child, maybe, or a young boy, a young girl, and you hear and experience and see different things at home in your household growing up, that if we can find a way to eradicate this, we could really take some major steps in the right direction. I would agree with that statement. It doesn't have to be at home. I mean, we, we see many people are radicalized, radicalized on, uh, on social media. Uh, and that, that, of course, can happen later. But, uh, but the home is a very important place and a very important place, not only where, where they may learn to hate, but a very important place where they may learn to love, where they may learn to respect, respect difference, appreciate difference, appreciate diversity. These are all values very important to ADL and, and uh, values which we, uh, we, which we try to, um, to uh, do through our programming across the country. Uh, ADL uh, engages in anti-bias and anti-bullying programs. Uh, this past year, 1.5 million students across the country were touched by ADL's anti-bias and anti-bullying programs, which, uh, you know, as its goal is, is trying to create communities where people respect one another. Mm -hmm. You talk about reaching kids in high school with the Banat program and it being a one-hour program. How can we get to younger students, let's say the day they step into 
nursery school, elementary school, grade school, kindergarten? How do we get them right then? At so, stage uh, one, step one. So b is, is really for high school students, but ADL has a lot of education programs. Uh, so, for example, we have a program called No Place for Hate. And No Place for Hate can be done at the elementary school level, the middle school level, the high school level. Uh, it will look different. It's customized for every school and every age group. Uh, but No Place for Hate is a program where we bring together parents and teachers and students and administrators. They form a committee in a school. And that committee works with ADL. It works with ADL to develop uh, programs, activities that the school can do over the course of a school year. And if they, they go through and do at least three activities that, uh, that show that that school is no place for hate, then they're accredited by ADL at the end of the year. They get a big banner they put up there. In New York and New Jersey, I'm the director of ADL for New York and New Jersey. We have 300 schools that are currently going through that program in this school year. So from, from September to June, and in June, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll all be accredited. Um, all different age groups and all different places. Uh, so all across New Jersey, upstate New York, Albany, Long Island, uh, Westchester, of course, the city, uh, and a very important program that we do. Uh, a lot of, uh, of programs uh, which are a bit more intense, uh, where we'll bring in facilitators uh, to do anti-bias and anti-bullying work with the teachers or with the students. Uh, and that's, uh, uh, that's called a world of difference. And any of these, you could just look up, look up ADL No Place for Hate or ADL A World of Difference. In fact, if anybody's interested in No Place for Hate, they can go to noplaceforhate.org and they will find uh, all the information there, and, and uh, as well as how to register. So, uh, you know, you can certainly find a lot of resources on our website beyond just these programs, free resources. ADL does table talks. Table talks are, uh, are uh, conversations that parents can have with their kids, conversations that teachers can have with their students, and they're divided up by issues, and, uh, and they're divided by age groups. It's a robust search engine within our education site, adl.org forward slash education, where you can find these table talks. We have curricula. All of this is provided for free on our website. You know, how to have a conversation about the election, how to have a conversation about racism, uh, all these, these types of, uh, of issues. How important is it for young people to be exposed to people from other cultures, races, ethnic groups, religions that may not be exactly anything close to their own or what they know? So, uh, you know, uh, ADL is an organization that values diversity, that values respect for people who are different. Uh, obviously, if you are exposed to people at a young age who are, uh, who are different from you and, and you learn to, to appreciate their differences, you learn to feel comfortable, but it's, it's not... Uh, it's not imperative that you must be with people who are different to be able to appreciate difference. I think it's a value and uh, it doesn't always have to be lived out through, uh, through uh, integration of, of all different types of people in your environment. Uh, it could be lived out simply by, by uh, having those conversations and talking about the importance of it. 
Scott Richmond is the regional director for New York and New Jersey of the Anti-Defamation League, ADL. Scott Richmond, it may be the holiday season, but hate does not take a holiday, seemingly. Some recent instances of hatred, attacks in our area here, which I, and we've talked about this before, I find it so surprising that we have so many instances of anti-Semitism and other acts of hatred in this area because this area, the tri-state area in the Northeast is such a melting pot, and yet you put more people together, I guess that creates the propensity for more instances of different kinds of acts of hatred to happen. We did have a couple of instances recently. Talk about that. So uh, you're correct uh, in terms of uh, of the incidents of anti-Semitism. ADL does an audit of anti-Semitic incidents based upon the incidents we've responded to over the course of the year comes out every spring. And last spring, we came out with the audit for 2020, which showed, number one, that we were at historically high levels of anti-Semitism. And number two, that uh, New York, of all the states in the country, has more anti-Semitic incidents than any other state. Uh, so uh, obviously very, very troubling, but there are more Jews here. You don't necessarily need Jews to have anti-Semitic incidents, but it does, uh, uh, there is some correlation, especially if you're talking about anti-Semitism against Jewish institutions uh, or people who are visibly Jewish. Uh, we have a large Hasidic community uh, in the New York area, in Brooklyn, and in, in Muncie, and uh, also in New Jersey, in Lakewood, New Jersey. And very visible Jews uh, are uh, the victims of, of a disproportionate number of anti-Semitic attacks. And um, I can point to what happened over the past few days. There were three uh, uh, visibly Jewish youths who were attacked. One was three years old, another, another nine years old, and another uh, 18. Uh, this was all in Brooklyn. It's believed that it was done by the same uh, people. It was over two days. Um, uh, they, uh, they believe it was done by three teenage girls. Um, and, uh, I think the three-year-old was slapped and it was only the intervention of, uh, the, the three-year-old's sibling who grabbed the child and, and ran home, uh, that prevented something further from happening. So that's being investigated by the hate crimes unit. Uh, but really uh, horrific. And it, it comes in the wake of, uh, several. Uh, anti-Semitic assaults against Hasidic Jews, I'd say four instances I can think of in about as many weeks. Uh, and that's extremely troubling. Uh, 2019, this time of year, 2019, was a time when we were experiencing an incredible number of assaults on Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn. And the pandemic came and it was a time of social distancing and, and quarantines, and it ended that. And our biggest fear was that and the, as the pandemic starts to, to wane, which hopefully it is, um, and people are interacting again, that our biggest fear was that these kinds of, of incidents would come back. And I'm a bit concerned because we haven't seen this volume of assaults on visibly Jewish people uh, since, uh, since the fall of 2019. Mm -hmm. There's a highly charged political movement. And I know it sparks emotions many different ways amongst all different kinds of people. It's been around for a few years now. It's called the BDS movement, boycott, divestment, sanctions against Israel. Your reaction when you see 
the formulation of a movement like this, which to me is taking us totally in the wrong direction of where we need to go instead of coming up with maybe a program or a movement to bring the Jewish state, Israel, together with other people, with other cultures, if certain people feel that needs to be done. And then you see this and it seems to be gaining steam in some circles. How do you react or how do you counter-react? How do you come back against something like this? So the, the BDS movement, which stands for Boycott, Divestment, Sanctions, you know, on its face, this idea that you don't like something, so you you boycott it. Uh, it, it sounds good, but the, the BDS movement is not just about uh, boycotting Israel to promote peace. The BDS movement uh, is about delegitimizing Israel. I believe deeply that uh, the state of Israel should not exist. Uh, and that uh, is very, very troubling. Uh, it believes that the fault for uh, everything that's going on in terms of the conflict between uh, Palestinians and, and Jews in, uh, uh, in that part of the world, uh, that it's all the fault of Israel and that the Palestinians play no role in, uh, in this. And you know, none of that is true and none of it is constructive. Uh, the BDS movement uh, is about uh, stopping speech. Uh, it's about censuring people. Uh, it's about saying that uh, you're not going to, uh, to normalize relations. Uh, and all of that is wrong. None of that promotes peace. Uh, it often hurts the people that it's trying to help. Uh, we've seen that uh, in many instances where the Palestinians have, have spoken out about the BDS movement that, uh, you know, there's the famous example of the SodaStream company. Uh, SodaStream, the, the company that makes the, uh, uh, the, the devices that, that can make seltzer. Uh, so that's a company that was headquartered in the West Bank. Um, and because it was headquartered in the West Bank, it had it employed many Palestinians. Uh, and it gave them uh, important jobs that they, uh, you know, they were able to bring money home to their family. But because it was located in an Israeli company located in the West Bank, uh, the BDS movement came out against it. Eventually, the pressure became strong, and they decided to move to the Negev, to move to uh, uh, to uh, uh, to Israel proper, and uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was a victory, I guess, for the BDS movement, but it was not a victory for all of those Palestinians who then lost their jobs as a result and were very angry about it. Locally, we've seen the guys who created Ben and Jerry's come out in support of the BDS movement. On one side, we've seen state controller Tom DiNapoli come out against it on the other side, and he's being really careful now with New York State Investments in Ben and & Jerry's and other companies that seemingly support BDS. Governor Kathy Hochul came out against the movement recently, too. It's good when we see those who can make a difference, public officials who have clout, step up and do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, we have an executive order in place in New York State, as well as in many states across the country, where states will not support BDS. Uh, by uh, this is the power of the purse. So uh, the funds that they have uh, and the way they expend those funds will not be used to support BDS. So in this case, you're talking about uh, state controller. So these are investments uh, in Unilever, uh, which is the parent company of Ben and Jerry's. 
Uh, and every state has the right to use their funds the way they deem fit. And if they, uh, if the state doesn't believe that the funds are being used in accordance with their values, uh, it, they have they have the right to uh, uh, to hold back on those funds. So it manifests itself in terms of investments. It may manifest itself in terms of uh, of uh, public institutions. It may manifest itself in terms of the vendors that the state uses. Uh, you know, in any any way. Uh, they, they're not, the, the laws are not saying you can't engage in BDS. The laws are saying we are not going to help support that by funding this effort. Uh, and that, that's the way these uh, executive orders have worked. I know that there are, uh, some cases, uh, which are now going through the courts, which are, are trying to uh, go up against that. We'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but, um, uh, but certainly you've seen a number of states come out against uh, Unilever. Uh, New Jersey has, as well as New York, um, because of the stance that the Ben & Jerry's took uh, with removing uh, sales of their ice cream from the West Bank. Scott Richmond, as we head towards the new year, as we head towards 2022, what is your most sincerest hope, wish, and thought for the new year as we continue to battle all this hatred, which, you know, as a child seeing this 50 years ago and more, you look at all these incidents that happened back then in the 60s and 70s and the same kinds of incidents in a lot of ways still happen today. And you wonder, what will it take for this to end? What will it take for people to come to their senses and realize we're all the same in the eyes of God? So, I, you know, a lot of people ask me what, why the rise in hate? You know, it seems very different from what it was even a short time ago. And I think there are a lot of reasons for it, but I often point to two reasons. And my, my sincerest hope in the new year is that we'll be able to make progress on both of these fronts. And one of them is social media. Social media uh, does a lot of good in this world. Uh, it promotes a lot of good, uh, but it also can promote uh, bad speech. Uh, and that bad speech can result in, uh, in violence. And, um, we have to do something about, about social media. Uh, you know, those who are, uh, who are espousing extreme positions in the past didn't have a platform. They didn't have a way to disseminate their extreme ideas. They didn't have a way to organize around it and to find others who believed in their extreme ideas. And we would control those extreme ideas by pushing them to the margins. Well, it's very hard to push those ideas to the margins uh, and say that they're unacceptable when, uh, when everybody has their own platform for publicizing, their own platform for getting out these ideas. Uh, so my hope in, in 2022 is that there will be a reform of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act removes liability from internet companies for what is posted on their sites. That law was created before social media was uh, around. 1996. It was. 1996, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people didn't conceive of Facebook or Twitter or what was to come. It's time to reform them. Uh, ADL has a plan for doing so. It's called the Repair Plan. R-E-P-A-R, each of those six letters stands for a different aspect of it. And you can Google ADL repair and you'll find that plan. So uh, our hope is that, that we will uh, move along in, uh, in finding a way to, uh, to, to curtail 
a hate online. And my second hope, and this is really the, the second uh, driver of a lot of this hate, is polarization. Uh, our society is so divided and so polarized, uh, much more so than in recent years. And I hope that we find a way to come together. We take sides in this society today, uh, you know, and on my side, what happens is right, no matter what. And on the other side, what happens is wrong, no matter what. Very difficult to control hate in that environment. If on my side, I, I'm, I'm trumpeting the good, I also need to call out the bad and the same on the other side. But if that's not happening, then hate finds a way to, uh, to germinate and to grow. Scott Richmond, ADL Anti-Defamation League Regional Director, New York and New Jersey. Give us all the appropriate contact information for ADL locally. Website, phone numbers, emails, and social media, too. Uh, so uh, ADL's website is very simple. It's ADL.org. Uh, for New York and New Jersey, we also have a, uh, a website. Uh, you can just Google ADL New York, New Jersey. Uh, we are very active on social media, and I hope everybody else is too, because the best way to counter that kind of hate speech on social media is with good speech. And none of us uh, can be more effective individual advocates than by being active on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, so uh, you can find my handle, which is at Scott A. Richmond, uh, middle initial A, and it's R-I-C-H-M-A-N. Uh, that's my handle on uh, on Twitter. Uh, there's also an ADL New York, New Jersey handle, and there's also an ADL uh, handle, uh, and also on Facebook, uh, you can find me there. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You could just amplify the messages that, that we're putting out. Uh, I'm constantly out there on social media, very important messages, uh, and I hope that, uh, that everybody will amplify. Uh, and if, uh, if you want to be in touch, you can always be in touch through the website. There's contact information for them there. Scott Richmond, thank you for all you do. We know you will continue to do what you do. All the best in the new year in 2022. Let's hope we make lots of progress in the new year. And happy holidays again. Happy Hanukkah to you, yours, and the entire community, the entire world. Thanks so much, John. Uh, great holiday to you as well. Thank you. Much appreciated. Scott Richmond, our good friend here at Westchester Talk Radio. What's happening in the lower Hudson Valley? I'm John Marino. Scott Richmond again. Regional Director in New York and New Jersey of the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, on Westchester Talk Radio, produced by Shark Creative. Made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built by Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard. By White Plains Hospital, by Michael Labriola Landscape Design and Construction of Armonk, and by Tompkins Mayapack Bank. Catch all of our Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Dutchess, Orange, and Fairfield County programming on our YouTube channel, Shark Creative YouTube, and download our app. We have one now. Take it anywhere and everywhere you go. It's called Westchester Talk. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy, Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.